Welcome NEC fans and thank you for joining us as we recognize our international student athletes and celebrate the diversity of cultures within our conference. My name is Adrian Barajas and I'm a communications assistant at the NEC. Today we are pleased to be joined by Oscar and Dominica from Fairleigh Dickinson University and Faisal from Merrimack. Thanks for joining us guys. Let's start by introducing ourselves and sharing where you are from. Oscar, can you start please? My name is Oscar Berry. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I'm a freshman on the men's basketball team at Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, my name is Faisal Bajaned. I'm from Saudi Arabia. I'm a sophomore on the Merrimack men's soccer team. Hi, my name is Amanika Leskoskaite. I'm from Lithuania and I'm a senior on uh, the women's track and field team here at FDU. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And Dominika, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on you for a second. So, um, Something special or unique about your country. You message. You mentioned uh, something very specific about your language, and I would love to for you to elaborate on that for us. Um, it's one of the oldest languages in the world. Um, it's very. I would say it's very rare, and there's only um, less than three million people speaking uh, Lithuanian language. So, I think we're pretty unique, and people always wonder, like, whenever they hear me speaking uh, my native language here you're always like wondering like what is this language because nobody has a clue you know that's awesome Faisal do you have anything to add on about um, where you come from and what your language is like um, well my native tongue is Arabic of course um, the unique thing about Arabic is so many different countries speak the same language but each kind of different country speaks a bit differently so someone from UAE will speak a completely different to how I speak it so meeting people here who may have grown up here, but are originally from, let's say, Lebanon or something like that. It's really interesting to kind of learn more about the my language, which is spoken a different way. Oscar, so um, you're a men's basketball player from Australia, but Australian football is your national sport. Can you kind of explain uh, how, how the Australian football is different from like American football? Yeah, absolutely. So Australian football is only played in Australia. Um, it's a very unique sport. It's very hard to explain uh, to someone who's never seen it before. Um, probably the sport it's most similar to is rugby, um, but you play on uh, almost 300-yard oval. Uh, oh, wow. So conditioning and to pass the ball, you have to punt it to each other. Oh, wow. Um, so it's extremely unique, um, and it, it's only played in Australia, so... So in Australia, when you go, like, say, to the field or to the park, is this a common, like, pickup game? Are, are people there to play, or is it only the organized by leagues and teams? So because um, the field is so big, each team gets 18 players. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's very hard to get a pickup game of that going. Um, so if, if, you were there, if you were to go to the park, um, usually you would just have a kick of the footy. Um, so just kick the ball back to each other um but yeah it's very hard to have a pickup game but wow that's awesome thanks for sharing all right Faisal I'm gonna jump back to you and let's talk about that weather you come from 90 to 100 degree weather can you tell us what that like is in New Jersey where we get to experience all four seasons and almost the extreme opposite with freezing temperatures yeah so I mean before I came here um I was warned about the New England weather and I was told how the day-to-day -day will be different and It'll be 71 day and the next day it'll be snowing. And for me, it's crazy. I mean, the first time I ever saw snow was when I came here a year ago. Um, but back home, it's I mean, it's warm year round. So when I'm here for preseason in August, all my teammates will be complaining about the heat and I'll, I'll be buzzing. I'll be so happy about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm still getting used to it, but we're getting there. 
Yeah, I'm sure you're not used to training on on the field with some layers. Oh no, it's, I, I feel. I feel yeah, no, I feel heavy. It's not great, but <laughs> you get used. You get used to it. How about the climate in uh, Lithuania, Dominica? What's that like? Can you share for us? Um, I would say it's very, very similar to the um, weather in Jersey. Oh. Uh, we have all four seasons. Um, I think it gets warmer here earlier than there, but it's actually very similar. Like whenever it's windy here, it's always windy back home too. You know, yeah. like it's raining here, it's raining back there too. So um, it is, it's, it's pretty much the same. And in your response, Dominika, you, uh, you mentioned a lot of what you miss about home is the scenery. Can you please explain some of the colors, some of the things you might see back at, back at home where you're from? So the color you're only going to see is green. Like all we have is woods and forests and like fields. And, you know, it's beautiful. Like it's blue sky and then everything underneath it is green. Like it's beautiful. Whenever you're flying above the country, you can already tell you're back home because there's such a big difference. Um, so we have a lot of nature. We have a lot of, a lot of nature and um, a lot of forests, a lot of lakes. That's, that's what we're known for. That's awesome. I think you convinced me I'm going to have to add Lithuania to my travel list. Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> and Oscar, can you explain what it's like in Australia? What kind of um, scenery is it like back at home for you? Yeah, so Australia is a huge country. Um, and a lot of it is uninhabited. Um, in the middle of the country, we have a large desert. Um, but then once you get to the coastline of the country, we have rainforests and um, some of the best beaches in the world. So you're going to find a very diverse range of scenery in, in Australia, wherever you go. And, and can you share some, some wildlife that we'll see in Australia, but not in New Jersey, where you're, where you're <laughs> well, staying? If I, if I list them all, then we're going we're gonna to go for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's what I get asked most, mostly uh, here in the U.S. Uh, whenever someone hears I'm from Australia, they always go, oh, have you seen a kangaroo? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, obviously I have, but right, right. Um, yeah, there's just a whole list of different wildlife you have to get used to. Awesome. And it's funny because now I'm in New Jersey, we don't have raccoons in Australia. So when I see one of those, I get excited and everyone's <laughs> wondering why I'm excited. Are you guys all uh, like nature people? Do you guys and animals and pet people or not, not so much? Um, I think it's, it's like the U S where everyone has their own opinion. Um, right. But I think it's cool in Australia, we're taught a little bit differently how to uh, respect um, the animals and how to um, act when, when you encounter animals. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And Faisal, what's it like for you back at home? What, what, what can we uh, see ourselves seeing in the background? So I'm from, I'm from a really big city. I grew up in one of the bigger cities. And uh, what's special about my city is you can drive 30 minutes one way and you'll be at the Red Sea. And you can drive 30 minutes the other way and you'll be at a desert if you want to go camping. So um, usually it just depends on what time of year it is. If it's a bit on the cooler side, then we'll go camping in the desert. Dunning is really big there. If it's in the summertime, we'll go to the beach, spend some days on the beach there. So it just kind of depends, but get a little bit of everything. So it's great. Can't complain. Nice. It's always good. A little bit of the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah. And then uh, Faisal, I'm going to ask you another question. Um, you mentioned that there was some uh, you know, some emotional challenges in, in, in coming from like a very uh, close-knit and collective family to, you know, coming long distance. Can you explain uh, what the communication is like with your friends and family back home? You know, what kind of kind of ways do you guys communicate and stay in touch? Um, so we do all do our best to kind of 
stay updated on each other's lives. But I mean, it's a big time difference. It goes from seven hours in the in the summertime and springtime, and then in the winter is about eight hours. Um, so usually, if I have a morning lift, uh, the the positive thing about it is I get to call my family after. But I mean, you find the time to keep up with everyone, but it's it's difficult. It takes me about twenty four hours to get home every time, so wow. it makes you think. Um, but at the end of the day, I know I'm here for a good opportunity. My family know that. My friends know that. So they're all very supportive. So That's I have awesome. to thank for that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And Dominica, what's it like for you um, communicating back home with your friends and family? Um, it's very actually similar. Um, the time difference is also seven hours. And it also takes me 21, 27 hours to get back home, depending on like where I'm flying out from. But um my parents say it for me if they, if they have to, you know, because um, I don't like talking to people in the morning. So mm -hmm. I have to call them in the afternoon. So I usually talk to them when it's like 10 or 11 p.m. there. Um, but we, we talk every day. Like I still talk to all my friends back home. Um, I call my parents every other day. Um, it has never been an issue. So. Awesome. That's great and very important to, you know, remain that that line of communication, make sure it's uh, nice and contact with your friends and family while you're away. And Oscar, Australia, that's quite a quite a long ways as well. What's what's the communication like for you with your friends and family back home? Yeah, so we have probably one of the biggest um, time changes. So it's depending on daylight savings, it's anywhere from 16 to 18 hours different. Um, but I had a older brother who went to college before me. So he kind of set the standard for how often I need to get in contact with uh, friends and family back home. Nice. Awesome. And then um, I saved one of my uh, favorite questions. So we'll go around. I want you guys to share like your favorite dishes from back home, whether it be home cooked or like, uh, you know, local food, restaurant, whatever it is. I want you guys to just share some of your favorite dishes from back home that we may, you know, not be able to get here in America. So Whoever wants to go first, just go ahead. I'll be like, oh, I'll go first and then share. So probably my favorite national dish is uh, cold beet soup. Because um, for all it's cold. So like mm -hmm. you don't usually eat um cold soup. Um and it's pink. It's like oh pink. wow. And you eat it with potatoes in any form. It can be fries, it can be um baked potatoes, like anything. Um and it's just so refreshing. You know, some people only eat it in the summer when it's hot, but I eat it all year round. And um, I made it for my Jamaican and Haitian friends one time, and they absolutely loved it. So that's awesome. And is this so this is um, you said you made it for them. So I'm assuming this is something easy enough to gather at the grocery store and make um, in your dorm room or on campus. Um, No, I was actually staying at your house. So, that's oh, OK, but like basically what you need is uh, buttermilk, pickles uh beets and dill that's that's about it so right. if you can find that you got it awesome so cold beet soup yeah awesome thanks for sharing Faisal how about you um for me it's a bit of an interesting one because there's a tradition that comes with it um so in Arabic we call it uh um translated is just it's, it's rice and lentils but it's mm -hmm. it's made in a way I don't really know how it's made I couldn't tell you but um, the tradition is so obviously it doesn't rain that much back home, but when it does, uh, traditionally the next day you have this dish, and it's it's sentimental for me because growing up I used to see the rain and get so excited about it, and go down to the kitchen the next day and I have the dish ready, so it's become one of my favorite dishes. Nice. 
Awesome. Thank you. And Oscar? Um, so I would say uh, a meat pie. Um, so basically it's a, it's a puff pastry pie with, um, it's almost like a gravy with meat on the inside. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it sounds a little interesting, but it's really good. Um, and it pairs well with uh, Australian football, like I was saying before. So you, you eat it at the game. Um, oh, okay, it's, a cool. skill, it's a skill to eat it without making a mess. <laughs> That's something with a, with a white polo on that. I, that's not a dish for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, now I want to move on to some of the uh, academic struggles or obstacles and experiences that you guys have come across coming from, you know, some of you coming from uh, the, uh, English not being your first language, your, your native tongue, and, and then coming and studying in, in English. So uh, go ahead, I, Oscar, I know you speak English, but you can go ahead and mention some of the obstacles, what it's like the education system in America versus Australia, if you'd like to start. And we'll go back around to Faisal and then Dominica. Um, for the most part, I feel like the two systems are quite similar. Um, the only thing I struggled with is um, obviously not knowing the American history as well as other students. Um, for example, I had to take US government and uh, the teacher asked me one day, he's like wondering why I didn't know all this information. And I just couldn't tell him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure history, it, it, there's a, you know, there's so much history that goes on in each of our nations. And then growing up, you, you listen to your own country and then you come to America, you got to know their history too. It's, it's got to be a tough obstacle, a lot of knowledge, a lot of reading, a lot of information to, to absorb and, you know, stuff. Awesome. And Faisal, how about you, some obstacles? Uh, it's actually funny Oscar mentioned uh, history because I actually have the same thing. Uh, I don't have a clue about American history. <laughs> you have to take a history course here, so... Uh, something I had to kind of educate myself on. Um, I also, my general knowledge of America is horrible. Couldn't tell you the 50 states, um, just that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, English is my second language, but I'm lucky enough to say that I got a good enough education back home that I managed to uh, get around and I can still read and write well enough for me to get by. Um, it's a bit different, the system, but I got enough time to get used to it. I've been here for a year now, so I'm managing. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And last but not least, Dominica. Um, I wouldn't say I have like struggled with the language itself necessarily. Um, obviously, like I I do forget words sometimes, you know, but like people are really understanding. So they usually like help me out. Um, but in terms of like academics, I remember my freshman year, my first semester, I took an English class and um we had to write essays and I didn't know the structure of the essay here because like back home, it's completely different. So I remember my first grade was C and I was like, how is that even possible? But um, I learned it, learned it. Um, I got an A minus in the class later on, so that's good. But um, I remember my professor told me that we need to use uh, MLA format. And I was like, MLA who? Like, I was like, <laughs> what, what is that, you know? And I was like, it's kind of weird that the professors don't even like think of, um, the fact that you maybe need to introduce new people to APA or MLA, you know, like, because right. I might have been the only one who didn't know what it was, but still, like, you're my teacher, you have to teach me, you know, so I had to ask my um, teammates for help. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, formatting and stuff that, like, a lot of times in these universities, that can be like a whole letter grade, half letter grade down just for having the wrong <laughs> format. So, of course, like you said, it's really important that they, you know, um, introduce that that format to, to their student athletes or or just to their students in general coming from all over the from all over the globe. 
Awesome, thanks. And now I'm gonna just open up the floor. Um, you guys can just share any fun fact about yourself, where you're from, your family, anything you wanna, anything you wanna say, open it up, you know, about sports, academics, pets, whatever you guys want. So not including Alaska, um, Australia is bigger than the United States by land size, but US have 13 times as many people. Wow. So I, so like you said, in the middle of your country, there's a lot of wildlife and preserved land, right? Yeah, it's, it's not even wildlife. It's just straight desert. Um, yeah. So it's, it's so hot that you, you can't even live there. Right. So it's like borderline uninhabitable. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's actually crazy to think about just like those numbers, like the same, same size country, if not bigger Australia yet, you know, there's three times as many people in, in America. No, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so not sure how many people know about this, but um, so in my religion, Islam, we have this holy month, Ramadan, mm -hmm. uh, where we fast from like an hour before sun up and then um, right before sundown you can eat and it's no food, no water, nothing. Um, and back home, kind of everyone's doing it. So the lifestyle, the lifestyle kind of shifts in that way to accommodate for it. Uh, but doing it here, so today is actually the fifth day um, of 30 days. Um, doing it here has been difficult. Um, but, I mean, my teammates, my coaches, uh, my friends have all been so supportive. It's been amazing. Coaches yeah. accommodated for it. The first day I went into the dining hall to break my fast. And my teammates were already there, ready for me. They had, like, six glasses of water. They, they've been great about it. But it's, uh, it's, probably the, it's probably the most difficult part of being here, being away from my family. Right. Yeah, I'm sure those training sessions are not easy without – you know, snacking before or after or having some yeah. water. Yeah, it's awesome that you have the support around you and, you know, that they're waiting for you to feed, they're waiting to feed you once, once you can break that yeah. fast and supporting you while you're on that fast. That's awesome, man. Yeah, they've been great about it. Cool. Just a quick little fun fact. Um, we say that um, Basel is the second religion of Lithuania because it's so popular and that's all we care about. Oh, cool. about. not me because I, I love track but <laughs> yeah. um this is really popular and we have some 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 good basketball players playing here um at nba oh wow that's awesome do you happen to know what teams the team that just won against uh lakers last weekend pelicans uh -huh. you know, yeah big boy awesome you really awesome. look him up there's a song written about him um just type in his name on, on youtube Really well done, well done. <laughs> awesome. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you, NEC fans, for watching and recognizing our international student athletes and the diversity in our conference. See you next time.